0: we don't just chat about the coastal obviously but like it is it is definitely it it shapes our discussion because i think we all understand and appreciate its energy (laughs) yeah we do just like utter chaos like the coastal i feel like is that friend
1: that just makes you feel like you really have it together you know We all kind of need that energy, especially in 2020.
0: But that friend is also super fun, you know, and it's like that friend does things sometimes that you're like, I wish I felt the freedom in my life to do that, but I don't. (laughs) Welcome to NACC podcast. Um, I guess we have foot. Football, maybe. I mean, okay. (laughs) We'll get into it. First of all, let me introduce. It's Grace Raynor. You've heard her before. Covers Clemson for The Athletic. Hi, Grace. Hi, Lauren. Yeah. Okay. So look, I think you and I are on the same page and and plenty of others where I think we have some dose of realism as to what will or maybe won't happen with college football this season. And yet, in spite of myself... I let myself get very excited <laughs> when I saw the, the schedule release from the ACC, which I was not at all expecting on Wednesday. I thought that they might say like, hey, we're moving forward. We're going to try to play conference games only, maybe add one more, whatever. I did not expect it to get to like, here is, our, here is who everyone's going to play.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's kind of... I thought, too, that there was a chance because Clemson's AD had met with Clemson's Board of Trustees uh, like last week and had said that they were hoping to have this stuff kind of figured out by August. So, I thought there was a chance that they would maybe even meet and have those internal discussions but not make any decisions. Um, Yeah, I was with you. Like, whoa, okay. We we have some news and then we have a full conference schedule.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, no dates on that. um, And... They plan to play on September twelfth and start that start that week, I guess that weekend or however they want to do it. They were careful to say the week of so I guess that you know, keeps the possibility open for games during the week. Maybe it didn't really say, Uh, you know, I was so busy reading the release that I didn't even, um, and and they specify 10 conference games, Notre Dame, and obviously one extra game of the team's choosing. And I'm assuming that was done to try to keep the possibility alive of playing, you know, the ACC, SEC rivalries continuing. And then we find out yesterday that the SEC has decided not to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least on Clemson's end of things, they made it very clear that they were very adamant and and vocal about wanting to have that one game non-conference provision for that very reason. I mean, this Clemson-South Carolina rivalry. And so I was a little surprised that the SEC vote was 13 to 1. Like I thought that with the one obviously being South Carolina, I thought that maybe we would have seen you know, Georgia, Georgia tech. Okay. That one's a little lopsided, but I don't know. I thought we would have seen Kentucky Louisville, maybe try to fight Florida, Florida state. Um, So I was a little taken back that the other presidents were, you know, not on board to try to save those games. But yeah, from Clemson's standpoint, it was, there's been no, there's been no question about this is why they want this and who they wanted.
0: Especially because like, and not trying to be too flippant about this, but like there is the fact that, you know, really South Carolina is probably the only ACC school in that mix that would not want to play its ACC rival in theory. Right. I mean, yeah, they were, (laughs) I I don't think any of us think that
1: South Carolina was probably going to win this game. Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's a good point. Good on South Carolina for that. Like, Good on them for, for wanting that to continue in, in a year where it would have been perfectly reasonable for them to say, you know what? No, we don't want to, it's cool. It's a pandemic, but you know, South Carolina is nothing. If not, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Oh boy. I'm trying not to offend our South Carolina brethren. Um, <laughs> I, 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 seem to detect a sense of, um, what's the word and not delusions of grandeur. That's the wrong way of putting it. Um, but like they have a very unshakable self self belief. Maybe is that what I'm looking for? That's like, fair. Like some confidence and I yeah tradition. Like they're not, you know, with everything that's happened between the two schools, you'd think that like it would have embarrassed a lot of South Carolina fans, and they would be a little, a little more, you know, self deprecating and a little bit more like, oh gosh, this is so embarrassing. I hate that. But they don't. They don't seem deterred. You know. And that's just maybe I'm judging too much on social media, but no, I mean, I respect I'm with you. I
1: respect the fact that they were like, look, we've played this game 111 years in a row and we know we're probably going to win or excuse me, lose for the seventh time in a row. But like, we're cool. Let's let's spot the ball. Like, I respect that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's just sort of like your determination to do something. Maybe that's kind of silly, but you know, it's kind of silly, or maybe it's a bad idea, but you just you want to do it anyway. Um, And good for them. I mean, it's not silly. I'm not saying that. But you know, it's just something that you know, won't probably end well for you, but you just charge in full speed ahead. That's like South Carolina football. In a nutshell, I
1: guess. (laughs) We've all been there. We've all made decisions that we know are probably not going to end well, but we just can't help ourselves.
0: I mean, not to get too off on a detour, but having been to Columbia one time to cover a game, just the decision in and of itself to go into that stadium week in and week out, especially in August and September, is in and of itself kind of a self-destructive decision for them to make. So... I would agree with that. Yeah, Columbia is like... I've never been in a hotter place. It is so hot in Columbia. It's like Satan's... I, I think I called it Satan's armpit. That's what it <laughs> felt like. It felt like that. Just, yeah. I, it was a level of heat and humidity. And I am from the South and have been to Florida that I have never experienced. Well, and I uh, think too, that press box is so high that
1: then your like senses are just totally tripped out. At least mine are. Like, It's such
0: a walk. It's such a hike to is. get there. Yeah, so it's like already really hot and right. Yeah, and then you're walking like a mile, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is the hottest I've ever been in my entire life." (laughs) Uh, So, like, to go into that stadium with the product that has been on the field, you know, in the last ten years or so, and just say we're going to keep going, it just uh, it does take kind of a different breed, I think. I agree (laughs) with that to continue down that path. Uh, But yeah, so I guess. I guess we won't get that game. And I know the ACC did add the restriction, which I did not notice in my haste to write the story that you have to play the team in your home state. But again, I am yes. sure that that was done to allow for the ACC, SEC and state rivalries to continue. So. Right. And yeah, I, that I, one- I was- No, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I thought it was weird, too, because I was seeing talks. I know Inside Carolina reported that like Carolina and Auburn had been in potential discussions. Hey, maybe we can play in Charlotte since we have to play here if you guys still want to play. And so I was like you said, the 13 to one, which was kind of shocking because it was like I would have thought more SEC schools would have been like, yeah, let's keep that game.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I don't know either, and I would be interested to kind of see what you think about this. Like, I don't know if this was the ACC trying to beat the SEC to the punch in terms of this must be I played don't think
0: that's what it is at all, in the honestly. member.
1: That part kind of, I don't know. Like, I, I get it from like a health and, and safety protocol, but I also think like, okay, using the UNC Auburn example, you know, this was a game that's supposed to be played in Atlanta. Does Auburn really want to come basically play an away
0: game? <sighs> Yeah, but it, the reporting that Inside Carolina had put out made it seem as if, like, Auburn had been at least somewhat receptive to that idea. So that was what okay. surprised me. Yeah, and I I don't think – the thing is, like, I've seen that thought floated out some on social media and whatnot about, like, maybe the ACC was trying to make SEC look scared or whatever, in, in air quotes, of course. But, like, to me, it's just like, well – I don't know. It, you you heard that the two leagues were talking a lot and I never heard anything along the lines of like the SEC doesn't want to do this. I never heard that. So if anything it seemed like the SEC was the one who pulled the surprise here and not the other way around, right? Yeah, I I really thought that they would I don't I don't know. Maybe that's
1: naive of me, but I I just I really thought that they would work together, you know, these conferences obviously geographically are 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 pretty in tune. And from a college football playoff perspective, you know, they usually both have a contender. Like, I don't know. I just, maybe that's naive of me, but I really thought ACC and SEC leadership would say, okay, let's, let's do this kind of together and, and figure this out.
0: The other part of that, that makes me think it wasn't that kind of situation for the ACC is the fact that like, we all knew that this was coming on Wednesday. You know, like that wasn't a secret. Um, we didn't know the schedule was coming, <laughs> right. right? We all knew something was coming down the pike on Wednesday. So the ACC at any point, literally, or the SEC at any point, literally, could have started leaking stuff or whatever. And I didn't get a sense that that was happening. You probably follow a few more SEC people than I do, but I never got the sense that the SEC was like, we don't want to do this, or there was any reluctance or anything. So for the vote to be like so overwhelming, it was just like, what?
1: Right. That makes me wonder if like, I mean, and granted, of course, conversations behind the scenes happen all the time, but that gets my curiosity up about how extensive the behind the scenes conversations were, because I don't know, like you said, 13 to one just feels like, I don't know. That I don't know.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing for me is like, you never got any indication before this, at least I know I didn't, you probably didn't either that they were like against it in any way. And so for like it all of a sudden to be like, Nope, it's like, Whoa, now maybe to be fair, maybe somebody got up, maybe Greg Sankey got up and was like, Hey, these are the reasons we don't want to do this. And maybe that's why it was so overwhelming. Like maybe he changed some people's minds um, or whatever, maybe their medical people did. I'm not sure, but you know, I don't I I. I uh, the other part of it is I honestly can't think of a good justification not to play an in-state team as long as they go by the same protocols as your league is. Right.
1: And that's I guess that's why I thought that they would agree to this so easily, because, you know, resource wise, the ACC and the SEC are going to have access to testing and they're going to be following protocol you know i understand and it stinks that like there's such a discrepancy between you know power 5 and fcs but th- these is two these are two power 5 conferences these are like college football playoff conferences i mean they were going to obviously have pretty similar resources and plans i would think
0: yeah, I, I don't. I don't know why it would be. uh Oh, I'm about to have an autoplay video. So sorry. Um, yeah, I just. I don't. <laughs> I just. Yeah, it's it's a weird. It's a weird situation. But I'll say this: like, I'm a very cynical person, but I just was so psyched when I saw the schedule for like several reasons. Right? Oh, it's me just, too. I just. I don't know. I I, I have never felt that strongly about the ACC going to 10 games or um, going to, you know, uh, getting rid of divisions or anything like that. I I just that's never really moved me one way or the other. I don't know about you. It just hasn't really. Um, But... I don't know, like this, this slate of games and I'm going at it from a local perspective in part two, but it was just like, how cool is it that these teams that like, don't get to play each other as much from across different, you know, Atlantic and Coastal and whatever, like they finally get to face off a little bit more. And it was especially exciting here locally because NC State. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Oh my Beautiful. God. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. When you texted
1: me that so I didn't I didn't look at state schedule. Um I'd noticed Clemson was not on it and then kind of moved on. But when you texted me that they basically drew every single coastal contender, it was just like there is still there are still good things in 2020. Like the world
0: is still fun. <laughs> yeah, I just I want it to have been intentional so badly. I know it probably was not. Um, but I so badly want John Swafford behind the scenes to have been like, all right, y'all are the loudest about complaining about being in the Atlantic and how that's, what's holding you back. Well, now you get a full coastal slate. Enjoy that, man. I would love, I mean, I'm here for a good conspiracy theory. I I know it's not true. There's no way like, because yeah, there's no way that that's true, but still like that's, it's amazing. And um, we can still enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I I think it is fair to say, and that ACE, that, NC state has probably been the most outspoken of the Atlantic teams in recent years anyway, about the divisions being what they are. Um, And so, yeah, I think that that's, that's part of my reasoning for that is that, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, an interesting year to do that for them. Um, It's probably not the year that they would have picked, but to me, that's also kind of the point. The coast, the coastal, I have maintained this for years. The ACC outside of Clemson basically is the coastal. Like, that's, uh, Yeah, that's fair. Y'all are all the coastal. Everybody else is the coastal. I'm sorry. Like, that's just, that's true. That's a true statement. Like y'all fluctuate between being like trash and coastal and coastal and trash. But I mean, it, and sometimes <laughs> there's a little differentiation between the two, but it's everybody's the coastal. And that's why I think like I know you embrace coastal energy very much I don't know if I'm supposed to say this on here but if if I'm not we can I'll have a not a bleep it out or whatever but <laughs> <laughs> me and you and and Nicole Auerbach and Caroline Darney we have a coastal division chat text chat it's um, beautiful we don't just chat about the coastal, obviously, but like it is, it is definitely, it, it shapes our discussion because I think we all understand and appreciate its energy. Um. Yeah, we do. <laughs> just like utter chaos.
1: Like the coastal, I feel like is that friend that just makes you feel like you really have it together. You know, Like yes. we all, all kind of need that energy, especially in 2020.
0: But that friend is also super fun, you know, For and sure. it's like, that friend does things sometimes that you're like, I wish I felt the freedom in my life to do that, but I don't, <laughs> you know, because I, and we, we all, we decided on this group chat that if Notre Dame were to play Clemson in this ACC title game that I somehow doubt will happen, but who knows, hopefully I'm wrong. Um, that, that would count as an eighth different team winning. Um, I think so. Also, I think so. We would also allow it when this will not happen. This is less likely to happen probably than, um, than actually the the season playing out, but NC State, um, winning you know winning its coastal games. I feel like if NC State swept the coastal somehow, we could also award them an honorary eighth title. I'm not even saying play Clemson in the in the title game. I'm saying like they sweep their coastal <laughs> opponents. Y'all do what you said, you know. That's like fair. if y'all, yeah, I I may even allow a six and one. Who knows, you know? But I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, like if you guys are so adamant that playing the coastal will be, you know, would be what saves your program, then this is your year to prove that. So. Right. Yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's yeah. It, I, and I know. I know state fans. I know it's not the year that you want to do this, but again, that is the point. Every other team in the ACC that is not Clemson currently is going through fluctuations up and down. What What does their quarterback play look like? What are the well, You know, who did they lose on defense because they don't have the kind of sustainability right to 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 be able to be this like steady program year in and year out really nobody else in the acc has that right now except clemson that is why everyone in the in the acc except clemson is essentially the coastal
1: i like that theory i mean if you look at it too just in terms of like basically everyone is fighting to be the person that gets to ultimately lose to clemson like that sounds like clemson in the coastal
0: Right, that's the thing. Like the only difference is, and I understand the difference, and I know that it's a nice thing to have. Like it's a fun thing to play in an ACC title game, even if even if you do end up getting curb stomped by Clemson. Um, Carolina didn't, but other teams have. Um, You know, and it's still a fun experience to go to an ACC championship game and to say that you won a division title. And that's that's part of the reason that it stays the way it is. By the way, is is coaches love to have something that they can claim as like a title that they won. For sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, just the fact that like Clemson has seen some of these teams that they've seen, we've talked about this before, like six and six pit in the AC championship. It's like, yeah, you, you went,
0: but like, how, how was it? You know? (laughs) Yeah. And also like, oof, you know, it was not, you know, North Carolina a few years ago, they actually had a pretty good record. um, When they went, what was like 2015, 2016? I don't know. They all blur together now. Uh, They went 20, Oh gosh. Oh, I don't know. I thought I knew. There was the the Miami team too that went that I think they did have a good record, but they, we, we all kind of knew that they were a little fraudulent. Oh yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Okay. So
1: Carolina would have been 15 and then it would have been Virginia tech 16. And then was it Miami 17?
0: Yeah, that sounds right. I think. And then Pitt and then Virginia Virginia 19. Yep. (laughs) I, I think really Virginia, Virginia tech and Carolina of that group probably quitted themselves the best. Um,
1: yeah, the, I would agree
0: those. with that. Yeah. The other two were kind of meh. But that that's the other thing too is everybody's like, whoa, the, the coastal's so inferior, they're just gonna go get curb stopped by Clemson and like th- that has been the case at times. And you you I don't know that those games were ever like super in doubt, but I also feel like, you know, those teams didn't embarrass themselves in those games. So Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's Clemson. So you're probably not going to win the game, but you'll hang around. <laughs> you might hang around late. You might find a way to come back and, and make it interesting. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I just let myself get excited in spite of myself. Like I was like, oh, cool. Like Notre Dame's going to come to Chapel Hill. And then I'm like, it's like, I forget. Oh, right. But they're probably not going to play these games. Like.
1: I was I, the same way. I mean, I started thinking about like. Oh my gosh! Look at all my new road trips, and then I'm—I was like, I'm—I don't—I don't know if media is ever going to be allowed to travel in 2020. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know um, I just got off a of Zoom with ECU's AD and uh, their head coach, and they were saying that they're going to have like their press box will be open. I mean, ECU is a little different because they don't have quite as many media members generally as as the others do for every game, but they were saying their their press box will be open to whoever um, wants it, and they'll you know accommodate as needed. Obviously, they'll have a limit, but. Um, they'll, they're going to be open to media. um, Assuming, you know, again, that there's a season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I would imagine that we'll, I would just, my guess is that like pressers would probably be remote in some way. That would be my guess. Um, Yeah.
1: That's probably what I'm like. As much as I hate zoom, uh, I think it's probably going to be our reality for a hot minute more.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It depends on the context for me for the Zoom stuff. I don't know. There there are definitely times where I kind of like it um because like I don't have to drive to a press conference, you know? That part is nice. Yeah, that's true. And I can like just set up at my house while I'm doing my laundry and have a Zoom presser on and press record and then just fire it right back up at my house and do all my work from here. Like it's it's kind of good in that way. I'm getting to go go in air quotes to a lot more pressers than I usually do because it's a little bit of a hike usually, but that part is true. Yeah, I, I do like the convenience of it.
1: I don't like, like I don't but you mind guys it. Haven't had many. Yeah, we we haven't talked to Davos since like it feels like six months ago. Um, it might be literal. Is it literally six months? It's not six. No, it's um. We heard from him kind of when this all started on um, like the first day of April, and then oh, that's heard, right,
0: that was a presser,
1: yeah. And then we heard from him um right around. Memorial day. And then that was basically it. He kind of, he uploaded a video in June,
0: but, right? He didn't do that pr- a presser on Memorial day though. Did he? Or he was did was one presser
1: video? and then oh, okay. kind of got slammed and then did that. That was, that was when everything was going on with the assistant coach and the N word. And yeah. there were a lot of things that he probably should have addressed the week earlier and didn't. And then the assistant coach news came out. So he, he did kind of a follow-up video, but that wasn't like a presser.
0: We've had, I, we've had Mac Brown and David Cutcliffe. We haven't had Dave Doran as much, um, but we've had Mac and Cutcliffe, like, I feel like once a month at least. That's amazing. During, yeah. Well, you know how they are. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, like, you know, I don't know that Larry Fedora is doing it once a month Zoom. But
1: Yeah, probably not. Larry, mm-hmm. I feel like Larry's probably growing a pandemic beard and not talking to anyone.
0: <laughs> I wonder what he is doing. I don't think I follow him on Twitter anymore. Huh. What is Larry? What is old good old Larry doing? I wonder I don't if know he that I that him
1: either. But... I share a birthday I'm... with him, weirdly. Do you really? Yep. Because of like That's... I Googled, you know, famous birthdays or whatever and it's like Larry before. I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> oh my god. That's so funny. Okay, I'm checking right now to see when his last tweet was. Oh, he's at Baylor Gross. Um, no, he's just, he's, so he's helping at Baylor do something. I, I think I remembered hearing this, but not, and he's just tweeting a bunch of Baylor stuff. Um, I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm guessing he's wearing a mask at practice. So yeah, I would think so. <laughs> They're probably making him. Oh my God. He has so many Baylor beams on his, uh, timeline. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy anniversary to his wife back on July 2nd. Okay. Oh my That's God. Sweet. There is a picture. You got to scroll to this. I'm going to send you this tweet in your DMS. I'm okay. sending it to you right now. Oh, my God. Young Larry Fedora. And his wife.
1: Oh, yeah. my gosh. I just found it.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. He looks like such a baby. I know, right? He literally looks like he's like 10 years old in that picture. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's it, By the way, this is totally unrelated. and But it is wild to me that, like women in the 80s look younger now than they do then like his wife is beautiful and she looks so much older in that picture than she like she looks like she could be his mother in that picture
1: i would seriously love to age like his wife wow like
0: yeah um. but it's i think it's like an 80s phenomenon right of like the the style just made you look so old and now it's like it's not quite like that it's you know It's, you look a little, we're made to look a little younger now. Although who knows, maybe in like 20 years, they'll say that about us. He kind Um, of looks a little bit like in the wedding photo,
1: I'm kind of getting a little bit of Mike Gundy vibes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could totally. And he's always given me a little bit of a Mike Gundy vibe, like an apolitical Mike Gundy, um, you know, not entirely apolitical, I guess, Larry, but you know, (laughs) well, we got way off track there, I guess, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is weird. I mean, I wonder, do you have any sense then of like what, I mean, are are they emailing you guys updates? Like, I'm guessing you haven't gotten Dan Radakovich either at this point. Like, are you guys getting any updates about what's going on? Like, are they still holding workouts? Like, do you, are you guys getting any sense of what's going on?
1: Um, yes and no. I mean, I give Clemson a ton of credit because I think that they were probably the most transparent school in the country when it came to positive tests.
0: Um
1: obviously this
0: is well and in general before this, sorry to cut you off but like it's that's the thing too is like Dabo used to be available all the time all the time
1: yeah i mean as a whole i would say clemson is still very media friendly especially in terms of when you know when you look at their peers with alabama and penn state you know um so i do give them credit for for saying we've we've had thirty seven kids test positive for this virus that's not an easy thing to say and obviously we've seen a lot of schools hide that information and we've gotten kind of um we get updates here and there like they 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 are starting camp next week we've you know checked in with workouts and you know anytime that we've had questions we can pop in and and kind of talk to someone on the admin side and they can get our questions answered but in terms of like actually hearing from dan radikovich um I, I don't think I don't think I've had a personal conversation with him since February, like in an interview setting.
0: So I'm guessing at this point their uh, their positive tests have settled down. Yeah,
1: so that was that's been a real some really good news for Clemson is when last week when when Dan met with the board, um, he told them that the positive cases were zero and that they had zero active cases. So that was really good news that, cause you know, it's pretty scary at first when anyone gets it. And then all of a sudden Clemson goes from two to 23 from 23 to 37. Um, you know, you can just kind of wonder, is this thing going to slow down? Um, so yeah, that was, that was really good news. And I'm, I'm hoping that they can figure out a way to keep it safe as they, you know, start getting into camp and there's more contact and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean I I yeah, I'm 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 with you on that and I know North Carolina had a little they called it a cluster. Um they didn't say how many of the cases were football, but I I they defined a cluster as like uh five or more related cases and so they had to shut down for a little bit about a month or so ago and now they're they've been back and I guess everything is okay relatively speaking now, but um is has Clemson's moving to remote, right, for uh students? Is that they are. Yeah. So they're okay. they're not going to start
1: classes in person until at least September 21st. Um okay. they I seem to feel right that way. part. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um I'm not convinced that it's going to be any better September 21st, but I do think it's the right call to say, "Hey, let's pump the brakes on moving in right now."
0: Yeah, I I'm I'm with you on that and I I think and I I've, I'm not to belabor the point because, you know, I've I've done that plenty, but like it's uh, it's something where I feel like sports has no chance if if everybody's on campus, like for sure. Georgia. I don't know. I, I think the, yeah, one thing that surprised me too from the ACC's release is, and I guess that they legally could not do this, right? Like I thought maybe they would try to postpone the rest of the fall sports, <laughs> And somehow just do football because the procedures that they laid out, um, the medical procedures that they laid out in terms of, you know, return to play relatively safely, some of those cross sports lines, obviously. And like, it's going to not be a cheap endeavor. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's the thing. It's like, I have so many questions about, I guess, kind of what, would be allowed what would not be allowed what would be feasible what's not feasible like the i don't i like i'm sure you've seen a lot of people wondering like well can colleges just go to a bubble and it's like well i don't think so but also they're taking classes remotely i don't know but like then how do you have your football team on campus but then like not your field hockey team i don't know like i think there's a lot of both ethical and legal questions here
0: I think that if you had only athletes on campus, that's probably the only way that you could do it because that's going to be the closest thing you can do to creating a bubble at that point. Um, and then that way too, there's less temptation in terms of like regular students, although there's plenty of regular students that live off campus already, but you know, I, there's less temptation there, certainly. Um, If you're, you know, you, you certainly don't want to pay a lease, I guess, if you don't have to, but I'm sure plenty of people, plenty of students have probably already signed leases by now.
1: I thought about that. I mean, you know, what college kid signs a lease from like October to whatever everyone, you know, you went, you, everyone usually sets it up the spring ahead of time. So I think, I don't know, hopefully these complexes and stuff will work with them, but I'm sure, I'm sure they've already signed a lot of them.
0: (laughs) I know one school, and I don't remember it off the top of my head. I just remember seeing it on Twitter the other day. I know they suspended somebody for like violating COVID protocols, and so I just wonder. Oh, I think it um, was it Arizona. Yeah, something, yeah, something like that. I don't remember um, exactly which school it was, but I think that's something that we could potentially see um, moving forward. I guess, although, like I know when we talked to Mac Brown uh, about a week or so ago, or a couple weeks ago now, I, the time is. a a social construct at this point Um, (laughs) he was saying that like he's not talking to the contact tracers about names because he doesn't feel like that's he doesn't want to know that he doesn't want to punish the guys for being honest you know even if they made a mistake oh Um, interesting yeah because he just he's like we got to because I think that they last time we talked to him they still did not know where their initial cluster had started so oh um, like the initial source (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is, uh, I, I don't, I, those stories always make me feel nervous um, in general, but, mm-hmm. but um, you know, that, that's something where I think he just wants to make sure he's like, I'm not trying to get anybody into trouble. Like I, I want them to be honest about this. Like, yes. And he, he's like I me yelling at them or me knowing that I'm going to yell at them is not going to help them be honest with contact tracers. Like, and that's more important right now um, that they be honest. Um, so I thought that was interesting um, that because interesting. they like, Cause the school like literally named the kid, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like COVID shaming, add him to the list,
1: I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Yeah. I, I don't, I didn't think about, cause I just assumed that, I don't know. I mean in the world of college football, I, when, when coaches want control over everything, I assumed they would want, that'd be something they'd want to know, but that's interesting that he wants to kind of respect their privacy so that they can feel like they can say it without any repercussions.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just think that's, and I get it. And I think that's the right way to go. Yeah, right. Because, you know, sure. otherwise guys are just going to lie if they screw up. Right. Um, Cause there's no incentive to do anything else. Um, do you, I did want to get into, we'll get into Notre Dame a little bit too. And, and divisions um, because that's become a topic of conversation. There's this, I think, speculation out there that um, like, the votes whenever this topic comes up is basically the coastal teams all want to keep it and Atlantic teams all don't. I, I doubt that it's that simple um, personally, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't know. Um, I don't know what Clemson's position would be because I feel like if you're Clemson, honestly, like it's, that's not to say that they're they would be scared quote unquote of like playing the second best team in the ACC, but it's certainly a better situation for Clemson to be in and, um, you know to play whoever comes out of the coastal as opposed to whoever is definitively the league's number 2 team.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think some of Clemson's most difficult games have been in their own division in the past. I mean, I was actually just thinking about this the other day about like how crazy was it in I guess 2016 when Louisville and Clemson had that epic showdown with Lamar and Deshaun and then <laughs> Louisville yeah. is you know they they lose an incredible game and then they have no shot at seeing Clemson again for the conference title
0: um yeah that year in particular was a great case for it for sure I'm not yeah um you do, but then you look at like Carol. I think teams that have pushed them in recent years I guess Carolina and Clem, and, and Pitt come to mind Pitt having actually beaten them and then um Syracuse as well um had obviously had their number a few times and um, wasn't able to cash it in once and cash it in another time. So, yeah, I, it is, I think it just is kind of, it just kind of depends, you know? Um, but I think that, it's the league itself I think is set up to make sure that look, they make more money if their best, you know, if their best team, if their best program perennially is in the college football playoff and every other conference, pretty much, I think the big 12 might be the only exception to this. You'd have to correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I think the big 12 is the only exception to this where like the, it's not the top two teams. It's, it's divisions everywhere else. So why wouldn't it be here too?
1: Yeah. I really like the idea of just getting rid of divisions. Like i I hope that it's something that they consider. Yeah, I mean, because think about it. Like, I don't. I would much rather just see. I mean, this in this instance, obviously, we do have Notre Dame, and I think most people think it will be Clemson, Notre Dame. But let's say it's just any other year. Let's say it was last year, and I don't know. I, I would rather see you know Clemson and North Carolina take it down to the wire like they did in the regular season, a rematch of that. If if North Carolina is a second best team, as opposed to you know some random opponent. I don't know. I'm rambling, but. I'm I'm very pro like let's just let the two best teams go at it
0: yeah I, I I think I'm just saying like I understand the rationale um and I could see Clemson going either way on it to be honest like whatever they like what they would prefer that would be my guess is that they could go either way um In terms of like, I'm sure they like having to, you know, getting to play the Coastal as opposed to whoever the number two team is. But at the same time, you know, it's not like they've ever shied away from playing, you know, a tougher opponent or whatever it is. But at the same time, like you look at the Big Ten, you look at the SEC at times, and you've definitely seen... I th- I feel like, and maybe this is some confirmation bias on, on 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 my part, but like I think you've you've seen plenty of times where a team that you could argue was not the second best team in that league got to play against Alabama, or Ohio State, or whomever. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it, it, it Clemson would put itself at a little bit of a disadvantage. I think if it were you know if it were to be the only one of those of those teams to do that, I think
1: that may, just from the stand, I would be, I would be curious if there were no divisions. And if it was the two best teams every year, if maybe Dabo Sweeney's like annual scheduling spiel would, would just kind of fade away. you like, I don't know. I think that he right now is very protective and defensive of Clemson's schedule and is like always trying to convince people that the ACC is way better than it is. But I feel like if we got to the point where it was really just the two best teams, like maybe Mm -hmm. he wouldn't have to plead to the playoff committee and, you know, pull out little old Clemson like he does. Every single year, because he wouldn't have to necessarily sell people on something as much as he does right now, if that makes any sense.
0: Oh, for sure. Although I would argue that in spite of some of the talking points, like Clemson has found itself in fine shape, honestly. Um, And and I think they have become almost not quite, but almost on the level of an Alabama where they're going to be the recipient of some of that benefit of the doubt. Like I have no doubt. I have no doubt in my mind, and and their schedule shakes up this way too anyways, but I had, you know, even if they didn't get Notre Dame this year or whatever it was, I have no doubt in my mind that they would, you know, if they ran through the schedule and defeated, that they would, they would get in.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, for sure.
0: I, you know, there there may be hot takery about the ACC and the SEC and whatever, but I think that would, I don't think that they would have any sort of an issue, whereas maybe in years past they would have, but they've kind of earned their way out of that, in my opinion, in spite of what the college football playoff committee tries to do to troll us during the regular season. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gosh, I thought all hell was going to break loose at, among Clemson fans when they were five in the first ranking that first week. like. Yep. I'm with you. Like I think everyone knew like you run the table you're in uh, like you guys get the benefit of recency bias and you've kind of established yourselves as powerhouses here. Like do what you need to do and you will be in. But oh my gosh, that was like the craziest week on Twitter was when Clemson fans felt slighted because in the first ranking they were five.
0: <laughs> what would shock you more though, Grace, like if there were, if we completed like a 10 game college football season and, and there were relatively few disruptions or if they actually still attempt to play some sort of a college football playoff.
1: Oh gosh, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I just don't, I I might be too cynical too, but I, I I just, I'm not convinced that we're going to get through like October or November. I don't know. I mean, seeing what happened with baseball, it's just like, yep. That was going to be that was so important for colleges to watch and make their decisions off of, and I don't know. What do you think?
0: To be fair, I probably posed it in a way where the two things are somewhat interconnected because I do, I I, you know, and David Cutcliffe said it a couple weeks ago. Like, I think that they will, there will be a ton of disruption, and like we're going to have to see, we're going to see some teams have to forfeit some games. Not everybody, obviously, but it's going to happen. And I, you know, you see in the medical stuff from the ACC, which I think kind of got buried. And I, and maybe this is why they actually released a schedule because (laughs) we all got so excited about the schedule that we didn't really bother to read some of the medical stuff. But like, you know, you have to. They're not going to name names necessarily, but they're going to communicate with the opposing team's medical personnel, Um, basically. If somebody tests positive, uh, I think within a forty-eight hour window after the game. they're going to communicate that with the other team as soon as they get that. And they'll kind of break down the tape and see which players that they had contact with. And then those players will then have to quarantine. You know what I mean? So it's like this domino effect of like, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, David Cutcliffe said it, he was like, you know, if it's one thing, if you lose a quarterback, you can go to a wildcat or whatever and, and, and it stinks, but you figure it out. But if you lose your O-line, like, (laughs) it's not safe to play a football game at that point, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I also have questions, too, about like, you know, with with the Marlin situation, like they they knew they had these positives and played anyway. And so I guess who. Oh, that's gross. I didn't know that part. Ugh. yeah. Like who regulates this kind of stuff?
0: Well, I mean, the guidelines are laid out um, and, and they said in the release that you can go stricter than that if you're an individual institution, but you can't go less strict. So basically like that's the rule you have to tell somebody within that span. They didn't lay out any penalties for that kind of violation, but that's, that's the guideline. So, um, yeah, that actually, I might reach out to somebody about that, um, and try to get a sense of like what that would actually mean. Like, does that team then have to forfeit? Like you have to pay a fine what's going on here. So, right? I, yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't um, know. There's so many moving parts and I don't know. I just don't.
0: But that's part of why it's like it's harder. I could see some semblance of like, okay, we play we play a season and maybe it gets to 10 games and maybe a lot of you know, maybe some teams have to forfeit, but maybe some teams may get through fine. And then maybe um, but I don't see how you can evaluate a college football playoff scenario that way. That was my next
1: question to you. It's like, yeah, like, how you know, I mean, obviously, we know the committee Views it as human beings and, it's you know, like the, the, the human lens is there, but it's like, I, I don't know how, how does, right. How does COVID play into that? Like if, 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 if Clemson has COVID and loses some of its major players, but th- it happens more than one week,
0: I, I don't know. Like, I'm, well, as we all know, Clemson got it on purpose so that they could get it. Out of oh my way. gosh,
1: there have been so many people in my mentions being like herd immunity now, and I've just been every time that someone tells me oh. that I'm like, well, what do you think about the other team? Like, just because maybe Clemson had that's know, not,
0: that's also not how herd immunity right. works. Right, really.
1: like <laughs> this this notion that like Clemson's football team were just like rubbing elbows so they could all purposely get it is. Kind of, kind of worries me about our country.
0: Honestly, oh, God. Um, so, among so many things, right? Like, even seeing some of our own colleagues, like nationally, sometimes suggests that like we there are somehow teams for and against the virus. It's just, it's mind boggling to me. It is. Um. It's it is, it's kind of scary. Like I feel like I've learned things about people that I wish I had never learned. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That, that is a really good way of putting it. Yes. Because it's like, yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I I forget who it was from the nationals. I think it was from somebody from the nationals that was talking before the season about like, do we even deserve this? as a nation, like
1: oh, do we even yeah. deserve
0: sports? And like, I, I wonder, I think with college football that applies, especially because just like the lack of humanity you see sometimes around like at least the fans. And I know it's Twitter, so it's whatever, but like, it's a real thing. Like people are like, you're scared to play. Like the SEC is not doing this because they're scared to play. I don't think I don't, you know, I, I really don't think that's the reason. Um, they're probably just trying to keep it in house as best they can. And and the ACC, you know, wasn't trying. I I don't believe anyway. Was not trying to like pull, you know, get one over on them or anything like that necessarily. It's it's like we're dealing with a virus, and they're, you know, they're trying to make something resembling a college football season happen, but it's gonna come with a lot of uh, a lot of snags. For sure. I mean, I think that it who it was Sean Doolittle,
1: right? He said like sports are the reward of a functioning society or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing that I've had to keep reminding myself too is that you know these this is I mean it gets used overused, but this is literally unprecedented. Like the like I've I've found myself getting frustrated sometimes with leadership and like why don't we know what's the deal? And then I'm like then I got to back up and be like okay they've literally never dealt with anything remotely close to this before in their entire careers.
0: right? Yeah. And I'm this, and I think like I, I, you know, that's honestly been way more of my, if you sense a negativity from sports reporters, it's not a negativity about like, we don't want a season to be played. I think for a lot of us, there's a genuine frustration about like the way that this has been handled, but you're right. You know, it is kind of an unprecedented thing. It's just, you know, for the NFL, for instance, to like have rookies reporting, like within 48 hours and have not said anything to its players, you know, like those, those kinds of things are frustrating for us because we're like, you've had four or five months at this point. Like, what have you right. been doing? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, and then you even get into the, uh, like, I've, I, I've gotten so many questions about like, well, how many people are going to be let into the stands? What's the capacity? Can we tailgate? I'm like, I, I hope, ask, I, them like, <laughs> I don't know. We still don't know.
0: Yeah. And I like, I hope, honestly, I hope nobody, but it's, you know, Carolina sent out something last week that was basically like, we're not going to send out season tickets and we'll let y'all know, um, what we're going to do. So, (laughs) it's you know, I I get that that's a source of revenue that they'd ideally like to have, but it's also, and I've, I've talked about this in the podcast before. It's not nearly as big of a chunk of revenue for the schools as people think it is for sure. So, like this, the TV money is the priority here. And that's why you're seeing the the push ahead to do this. If it were just ticket money they were relying on, I don't think that they would be, you know, it, it would be, it, I, I think we already would have called it by now. But right. That's I not think it's what, like, like
1: 20 on average is about like 25%.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's, that's generally... uh Yeah, that's that's about right. And I mean, especially if you have a good TV deal, like most of the major conferences do, that's a huge chunk of money. And if you can't play a season and can't get that money, oh boy. (laughs) Yeah, the TV for sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much the TV is. I think season tickets are usually 25, I think. Um, Yeah. TV is a big chunk. TV TV, is a big, big, big chunk. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's... I mean, who knows? And yeah, the Notre Dame part, I guess we can touch on that before I get you out of here too. Um, yeah. I, I think it was an interesting twist and, and, and honestly, I don't know that John Swafford could have gotten this done without this being a, a prerequisite that Notre Dame's going to share its NBC money. Um, and, you know, it's interesting, right? I, I, I wonder in a, I wonder in a sense, like, cause there's all this talk about like, w- would Notre Dame join the league? Like, I wonder if maybe that is, you know, that's a stipulation that they would allow in some way. But then does Clemson say, well, we want to get our own TV deal and whatever else. I, I don't know that they can open that door um, for Notre Dame in that way. If they don't open it for everybody. Right. Yeah. I think you're going to have a lot of, I mean, yeah. It's
1: like, how do you treat 14 schools but, one way? But if you
0: all split the revenue, you know? Yeah. That's
1: like, like, if I'm in a C school, I'm pretty pumped about, right? Like I'm pretty pumped about the fact that Notre Dame is going to share its money with us.
0: Yeah. And because I understand uh, when I first heard Notre Dame was going to be in, I was like, what? Like, why? They're not in the ACC. Like, I understand letting them play the games, but like, why are they eligible for the title game? Like, they're not an ACC member. But, you know, when I heard that they were splitting, you know, they're, they're sharing their money. I was like, okay, that's, that makes a lot more sense. And I think that's a good plan. Um but yeah, I, I don't think this is going to be like a, I don't think they would allow this to open the door to like some sort of Texas Longhorn network situation. Um, I think that they, if they did let Notre Dame in under those pretenses, they would probably say that y'all have to split the money every year would be my guess. And then yeah. if Clemson wanted to have its own TV deal, then they'd have to split their money. Um, that would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, but, that would be my guess too. But I mean, I you know, we'll see. Notre Dame will probably do it eventually. They're not going to do it now. Um. So that it is what it is. They're they're just a temporary ACC member. And again, if they win it, they are coastal. They're the eighth new coastal champ. If they play Clemson, so Can that you is. Canada. Imagine if they win it. Just how chaotic
1: that's going to be. Yeah.
0: Like if they win the whole thing, or or yeah, oh my god.
1: Like, oh my, oh, my gosh, I I would seriously, like, burn Twitter for, like, at least a week. Like, can <laughs> yeah, I'm you imagine if Notre Dame comes into this conference they're not a member of, wins it, and then is like, okay, see ya.
0: You know what's funny is I did not even entertain that as a possibility. I mean, I don't, I don't think why. it's going to happen. But still, I think it's like, out of respect to Clemson mostly, but, like, it's certainly more reasonable of a possibility than, like, than almost anything else in recent years in terms of who might beat Clemson in the title. Yeah.
1: I mean, if it's not Clemson, I think the second best guess is Notre Dame. Right. I mean, I I know people feel good about Carolina, but I don't know that they're quite there right now. Um, No,
0: not, not just yet. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a little bit down the road here, but that's, I I don't know why I hadn't even thought of that as a possibility, but you're right. That is a completely wild scenario. That would that, be the ultimate mic drop, like in, oh out, when the whole thing
1: set the place on fire,
0: peace. That would be, I mean, like in a perverse way, I would, that would be kind of amazing. Like, oh, I think it it'd would be just, super fun. Yeah. Wow, I you know I didn't even think about that, and now that's like all I'm going to think about for like the next <laughs> um. All right, Grace. Well, look, I'm going to get you out of here because I got a Mac Brown Zoom coming up. Speaking of zooms, and um. We've definitely covered, I think, all of the ground that is coverable at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, you'll have to keep us posted. Hopefully, Clemson, um, somebody over there will talk to you guys in the somewhat near future. <laughs> yes, I will
1: definitely keep you posted. I feel like I'm just kind of out of it. Like, I don't know. I'm probably going to listen back to this podcast and be like, what was I talking about? I don't know. Like. No,
0: I, you and me both. Because this is like, this has totally scrambled my brain. Because like my, my pessimistic slash realistic self was very much like, you know what? I'm not even going to... I'm not going to get my hopes up for anything. And I let myself get excited. And so, like, I'm in total brain confusion mode right now. Although I do feel extremely validated by the fact that I, very early on in this, we had to postpone a beach vacation in Florida that was supposed to be in April. And we postponed it to uh, Labor Day weekend. And um, my family, my in-laws were like, well, are you going to have a football game to cover? I was like, I feel very confident that I will not have a football game to cover that weekend. (laughs) And lo and behold, I was correct. So Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Grace, tell everybody where they can find you and we'll get you out of here. Um, I'm on Twitter,
1: for better or for worse. (laughs) Um, (laughs) GM Rayner, and at
0: theathletic.com. All right, uh, until next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.